Hey my friend, this is Joe Bakhmutsky, author of Simplified Cancer, Man's Guide to Navigating the Everyday Reality of Cancer. Welcome to this virtual book tour. I want to tell you all about it and I want to give you some great strategies that you can apply in your life right now because whether you get this book or not, I want to share with you the things that I've learned along the way and things I would have done differently knowing what I know now. I know it's really things that I figured out from having to do with cancer, from going through treatment, you know, and here, here's a photo, photo of me, by the way, uh, during treatment. This is, this is my lovely wife, Olia, my son, Michael, who turned three years old. And here we are having a birthday party at this hospital where I was staying, you know, which it was like a really magical time in my life because just when things were just falling apart and everything was just going so crazy, we kind of turned it around and made it a normal part of my life. And, you know, here you can see I'm plugged in into the chemo drip. So, you know, if it wasn't all smiles, I have to tell you that, as you know, cancer is the scariest time in your life. It's crazy and it, it, it really gets to you, right? Because I know that there was a lot of times during this experience, no matter what the support I had from my family, I know there was still plenty of times when you're scared, you're miserable, and you're alone. And if you don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea how are things going to work out. Because in one way, you're hoping to you maybe just wake up from this crazy dream and hope that it all goes away. Hope that you know none of this is real and that, that, that cancer is just going to disappear from your life. And unfortunately, that's not the case. You have to get through this and get through this in the best way possible. So I really want to thank you for being here, for really taking the time to go through this and to really learn about different ways and different people's perspectives about trying to deal with cancer. Because I strongly believe that when you are doing your bit to really deal with cancer in your own way, you become in control of the situation. You start to be in charge of what's happening. That's really why I wrote this book, to put you back in control of your life. And so this book is really talking about, at the end of the day, there's a lot of problems, there's a lot of things that are going on. But ultimately, what we're really talking about is how to overcome the four key challenges that all of us guys face, that all of us men must overcome when we're dealing with cancer. So challenge number one is just, why me? Right, it's just such a crazy thing when it happens, you know, when you you're going, What have I done to deserve this? Why did it have to happen to me? I've I've been a good person. I know I've been asking all of those questions. It's so hard. It's so hard to deal with what's happening with cancer. Because you want to move forward with your life, but it kind of feels like you're just stuck in one place. You're just kind of spinning your wheels. So in this section, this is what we talk about. We talk about how do we overcome the shock of the diagnosis and move on with your life so that you can put all of your energy into dealing with the treatment and being with people that you care about. Then challenge number two, which is what now? It's all about how to deal with treatment, how to understand what's going on every step of the way 
and how to make decisions about treatment and how, how to work with your medical team and, and kind of build trust so that you know what's going on and they know how to help you as well. And then challenge number three, who's going to be there for me through cancer? He would talk about how to get the support that you want on your terms and at the same time kind of preventing people from giving you support that they think you need, if you know what I mean. And then challenge number four is how do I deal with uncertainty and waiting? Because isn't it true that with cancer, you're constantly waiting for this next thing to happen, right? It's always the next appointment, the next treatment, the next scan result, and you're just kind of stuck in between. And that's hard. That's hard. I know because I've been there, so I know what it's like. Because in many ways, you you, you gotta just stop trusting your body, right? Because any pain or ache you get or any that worry, and you think, is it cancer? Is it growing? Has it spread? Or is this some sort of side effect? Or maybe it's something that's totally unrelated, right? So this is where we want to be able to find a way to deal with it, right? And also, let's not forget that your regular life, right? Your normal life, that doesn't stop, right? You still have to worry about financials. You still have to pay the bills. You still have to support your family, right? So there's a lot that's going on there, right? So we want to make sure that not only... You can manage your worries, but it also gives you enough headspace to deal with things that you need to deal with in your everyday life. So that you can do things that you need to do without getting like completely overstressed and never worked out. Because that's what happens, right? And Because it's hard. And we talked about the cancer diagnosis that really roots you to the spot. Because it's, it's such a shock, right? Because you really never see it coming. You never see it coming. It's it just, we know that, you know, we know that intellectually it can happen to anyone, but when it happens to you, it is an incredible shock because it's just such a sudden realization that, you know what? You can die. And it raises so many questions. You're going, well, why me? What have I done to deserve this? I mean, could I have done anything at all? to prevent it from happening or maybe catch it earlier? What was my life for? You know, have I have I done all the things that I really wanted to do? Is this, is this all there is? And what's going to happen now, right? So it's there's so many these epic questions that we just all get, right? But And I think it's also just important to put it into context, right? Even though I know that intellectually, we all know that. But the truth is that cancer is never fair, it's never just, and it's never going to make sense. You know, it's a reality that just has happened, right? It's just a, a, just a lottery, right, that unfortunately we managed to get ourselves into. And now we have to make a way to live with it to live with it and hopefully get past it so that you have the life that you want, the life that you actually deserve despite cancer, right? And I really believe that it now is the time to take your power back from cancer. Because isn't it, isn't it weird that we just lose so much control over what's happening, right? You, you, you get thrust into this, you know, into this 
crazy world of cancer where you know this all, all of these people telling you go and fill in this useless form or go and come in at only this incredibly inconvenient time or here is a list of all the possible side effects that can ruin your life but that may never happen that's tough that's tough to deal with that's tough to deal with and now is really the perfect opportunity for you to take your power back and really take control of the situation by understanding what's going on and doing what you can to be prepared to be connected and to be informed and that really means that you once you do that you start to make informed decisions about treatment in a way that is right for you in your life you also know how to deal with side effects when they come up because you've already done you've already done the groundwork to understand what you're dealing with you already have the support that you want not that somebody else thinks is right for you, but it's actually the support that is going to be right for you and for your life. And also know how to raise a red flag with your specialist and nurse because you know what are the things to watch out for because you've asked those questions, right? That's what we're going to talk about in a minute. Also, you know how to manage your energy so that you're not wearing yourself out, right? And you can only get that from talking to people who've been through it before, which is critical. And then also you have a plan for what to do when things don't go to plan. Because sometimes that's what happens, right? Sometimes that, that is the, one of the worst things about uncertainty when it comes to dealing with cancer. What happens if this happens? What happens if that happens, right? It's important to know that there are different options along the way, which sometimes you don't feel like you know that. And it gets to you and it eats away at you. So we want to be able to clear those things up so that you can really focus on having the life that you want beyond cancer. You know, but I think for you and me, that really means you know, doing the things that you care about with people that you love. That's what it all comes down to. And I think when, when we think about um, cancer, when we think about working with your medical team, there's always... A little bit of disconnect, right? Because when you're working with your with your specialist, whether that's your oncologist, whether that's your urologist, your um, surgeon, or your hematologist, right? They always are people who are medical experts. And you know, I've met a lot of those folks um, in person through my personal experience, through conferences, and a lot of them have been on my Simplify Cancer podcast. And I can tell you that these people, in my experience, have been absolutely incredible. They just do so much to really just listen and be there for you and and then to really um, find better ways of dealing with cancer, you know, through doing their own research and, and, and clinical trials. So you can really trust them to do the right thing by you. But the, but the thing is, well, unless you put your trust in that person explicitly and say, hey, this is going to be my guide through cancer. This is going to be the person that is going to guide me through the deep, dark woods of cancer. It's going to guide me through it and get me to the other side. You know, the side where I can get through this in the best way possible. But you got to put your trust in this person, that this person is going to look after you, right? And when you, when you do that, you can open up. Because if it's the person you trust, it's like if, if this is like your friend, your partner through this crazy time, then you can ask them any question you want. 
and you can really open up to them about anything because let's not forget that while they are the magical experts that no one knows you like you know yourself you know the things that are bothering you you know the things that get to you so that they can adjust their expertise to suit the you to suit you the things that are you know, on your mind, the things that are keeping you up at night, the things that are making life difficult, the things that scare you the most right now. How can they help you? They can only do that if you explicitly tell them what's going on, how they can help you, and what you need to know, right? What's going to make your life easier? How can they help, right? It's a huge thing when you can open yourself up and trust them and say this is the person that I'm going to go with. This is the person who's going to be look after me. This is the person who's got my back and on my side. And you know what? Sometimes sometimes you just don't connect with the person, right? Sometimes they just you know, it's just a clash of personalities and that's fine. That's a, that's okay too, you know. And when that happens, it's important to recognize it. And if you're really feeling like this is not the right person for you, then go and get a second opinion. Go and get another specialist. You can do that through your general practitioner, through your family doctor. You can go through the hospital. You can go to your cancer nonprofit and ask them for advice or recommendation. If you are really not happy with the person you're working with, don't wait. Find someone else immediately to make sure that in the end you have the person working with you who you can trust, who's going to be on your side, who's going to be watching your back and helping you get through this in the best way possible. I would I would highly recommend to you when we talk about your worries, when the whenever you see your specialist, again whether that's your oncologist or urologist or your hematologist, or another gist, <laughs> whoever that is, please write down your worries. Please write them down in your notebook, write them down in your phone, wherever works for you, but please write it out. And the reason, the reason I can't stress the importance of that, because you think that it's such a big thing for you right now, it could be a pain or an ache or a worry, and you think, of course, I'm going to remember that. But I got to tell you, my friend, there's so much going on that it's so easy to forget that you really want to be writing it down so that when you show up and you're on edge and you're worried about all this stuff, you can just really flip out a list of questions and ask away. It's going to really serve you through it and to make things easier for you, right? Because I know whether whether you get my book or not, I wanted to give you as much as possible in terms of making it easier for you. I want to give you the first visit oncologist checklist. You know, it doesn't have to be your oncologist, doesn't have to be your first visit, but this is something, a list of questions you want to be asking, right? It's just an easy-to-print PDF. It's yours for free, my friend. The space to make notes. You know, it's got all the key questions that you can ask. And it kind of leads the conversation, right? You, you, you're just you're just talking to them about it. You're not just waiting to be told what happens and when. You've got the questions that you want to be asking them, right? And you can add your own as well, obviously. 
and something that you can share with your, your partner, with your friend, with your family, and can talk about the things that are important, you know, so that, and again, there's space to make notes, right? So, th so that when you make notes, you could refer to it later, right? Because it's, it's all critical, right? So that you don't end up forgetting or missing something or misinterpreting something. Because that's easy to do, right? Because there's so much going on. You know, this world of dealing with cancer, with different specialists and tests and treatments, there's just so much going on. It's easy to miss something, right? And we don't really don't want to do that. We want to be as prepared as possible, right? So what we're really talking about in the book, really focusing on our aim, right? And the aim is to really have the best life that you can the life that you truly deserve despite cancer, you know? And the first part of AIM is A, which is really accepting what's happening. We're talking about specific ways to do that in the book. How to really put your diagnosis behind you so that you can really focus on treatment and the life that you want despite cancer, right? And, and so that we could also allow us accepting that, accepting that this is the reality of what's happening allows us then to talk about how can we integrate cancer into our life in a way that puts you back in control of the situation so that you will end up being the expert on your own disease right and doing that gives you the confidence in making decisions. It gives you the confidence of working with your medical team. It gives you the confidence of knowing exactly what you are dealing with. It gives you the confidence to ask questions. It gives you the confidence to look out for the right nutrition and the right form of exercise and movement to support you for better recovery. When you, first of all, accept that it's happening in a formal way, when you work through it, right? Because that's what we always used to do for thousands of years, for generations. We found ways to formally process things, right? To really get out of a shocking situation. We used to get over that in a structured way. That's what we're talking about here. Integrating when, when we're, it's a part of life that you're actively working with and you're on top of. You can only do that when you actively take control of the situation. And then that allows you to really move on with your life. So you can tackle worry. And we talk about um, a number of ways of dealing with worry and and how to have that, you know, relative peace of mind as much as possible when you're dealing with cancer. And right now I want to share with you some specific ways of dealing with worry. Number one is worry time this is a weird one right because <laughs> i know that i've used it before in the context of a worry when it comes up because we're all uh, overloaded with these worry thoughts that just spring up out of nowhere and it just you know gets hold of your mind and it just triggers another thought and then another and, and you're kind of going down the spiral of doom where you just kind of get to a place where all of a sudden you're just freaking out about stuff right and it's just maybe started as something as innocent as a headache and then you think well could this be a tumor in my brain and just hey it's just like you're just freaking out right so one of the, the, the way to deal with it is worry time. And what it's about is 
when you have a worry thought like that come up, you can just say, you know what, I'll worry about it later. And then you set aside some time every day. You can schedule it to happen at a particular time. You set, a, set aside some time. Let's say you set uh, aside 10 minutes uh, after dinner. When you're going to think of all the worries that you've had the day, and you're going to just go through and analyze it and decide what you're going to do about it. Right? It's such a weird way to think about work because we never you know, put boundaries around it. But this really allows you to time box it. Right? You're really setting boundaries around it so it doesn't just run your day, so it doesn't just run your life. You, it's going to happen at a specific time. Another way is to do a worry list. I think I love doing that because the thing about your worries is sometimes you have no idea what's bothering you. It's just this kind of uh, overarching feeling of dread and, and, and worry and you're bothered. You can't even put your finger on it. Right? You know that there's just so much going on. It's just stressing you out and it's eating away at you. And what can really help is to clear things up. And the way you do that is you do it by doing, during, doing a worry list, right? which is writing your worries out. And the way that you would do that is you would take a piece of paper and a pen and give yourself you know, five minutes. That's all you need to do it. And what you do is you write all of your worries out. The way you do it is you have a question. And the question is, what's bothering me the most about cancer right now? And you don't filter yourself. You don't censor anything out. You just go. You don't find the right way to say it or the best way to express it. You just start writing. And don't stop. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just keep writing. It's a weird thing, but you know what? There's going to be things that you never even expected in a million years. Things that are going to come up. Things that really uh, eat away at you, but you never quite thought about it that way. It just came out of your subconscious and onto a piece of paper. Now, when you have that worry list, you can go through it and you can decide what to do next. So once you have a specific worry, that's what I'm going to cover with you right now, is, is the tool that I came up with called the Outcome Map. And the Outcome Map is really a tool to tackle specific worries so that you can contextualize it and deal with it there and then. So let's check it out. So here's how Outcome Map can really help you. It can really bring up a specific worry, like a specific pain or an ache or an event of some sort for close inspection. So you can see it for what it is and decide the course of action, right? It can really help you to assess the situation in a calm, rational way because we're going to externalize it. We're going to put it in front of you so you can uh, analyze it, which is you're going to really assess it and, and take stock of what's going on and what you can do about it. We're going to brainstorm possible uh, outcomes, right? so that you can really understand what's happening and what are the possible things that can come out of it. We're going to determine the likelihood so you can really visualize what's happening and what is the thing you can do about it. And then, of course, you can decide on what to do next. This is where you, you plan what is the next course of action. So here is my specific example. 
because I used all of these tools. I um, for me it was the pain in my remaining testicle. You know, I had testicular cancer, so I had my testicle come off. I also went through chemotherapy for um, testicular cancer because it was my lymph nodes um, in my abdominal. But I started to experience the pain in my other testicle. And it was just freaking me out. It just triggered all sorts of things. I was thinking, oh my goodness, if this cancer, it, 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 uh, it, I'm going to get it cut off. It's going to stop the testosterone. You know, this other treatment means it didn't work. And if my my testosterone is not going to be there, then I won't be able to have sex. My wife is going to leave me. My, my life is done. It was, I was just freaking out, right? I was. It was always there at the back of my mind, just eating away at me. But writing it out like that, I was able to go, okay, hold on a sec. What are we dealing with? Okay, so there's a pain in the remaining testicle call. What are all the possible things that it could be? And I thought about this, and I took my time to think about it, and I kind of assigned my best guess, likelihood, right? And what I really understood is that probably it's something that is not, is actually not cancer, most likely. So, and that gave me gave me room to decide to go see my urologist and kind of put me at peace a little bit. That it's probably not what I think it was, or at least it gave me an opportunity to decide what that is and i would actually keep it with me and refer to it uh and, I would, uh, and it gave me an opportunity to analyze what that was so this is what we're really trying to do here right this is another another event um uh, another one this was to do a slightly different situation because it was uh, applied it to a particular milestone in my case it was uh, my first checkup after chemotherapy Right, because when you go through any type of cancer treatment, as you well know, my friend, is you don't know whether it's going to work or not. And in my case, after going through this um, full-on chemotherapy experience for nine weeks, you know, I had to wait another six weeks just to find out whether things worked or not. And as we know, that waiting is not much fun, right? Because you think, is it gone? Is it still there? And writing it out like that give me an opportunity to work through it and say, well, most likely it's gone. And even if it's there, I, it allowed me to investigate what are the possible outcomes? What are the other ways to go? Because it's true uh, for pretty much any cancer, right? Or any type of situation that there's almost another, uh, almost always another way to go around it or another option to try another type of treatment, uh, whether it's treatment you, you simply don't know about, or maybe it's a clinical trial. So it's always important to, when you do an outcome map this way, that you can then, it can, it can change the way you look at things and try to put you in the mind of taking action, of taking control of the situation where you go, okay, so if even if cancer is still there, what can I do? And I go, well, I'm going to, talk to my specialist about it. I'm going to read up on the side effects and probabilities and timelines. I'm going to talk to folks on the testicular cancer form, which have been pretty amazing. So I can highly recommend you connecting with other people who've been through your experience. And I really found out that there's different ways to go. And that gave me a sense of peace, first of all, because I knew that there's other ways that we can solve this problem. And also gave me a sense of... Um, perspective 
that you know chances are we can actually get on top of this thing and also made me feel like i'm in charge because i'm doing something about it i'm looking into it i'm doing research i'm talking to people i understand what's going on and that's what it's all about right so how to create your outcome map i'm going to use the steps i'm going to ask you to do one right now if you have a worry and chances are you're dealing with cancer or even even after cancer right they're going to have some sort of worries so i'm going to ask you to once i share we share these steps i'm going to ask you to do it with me right now just give it a go i hope it's going to help you because like, like i said whether you get my book or not i want you to share some of the things that i know that i'm talking about in the book uh, so that it can hopefully help you that's what i want to do i would know how crazy that is i want to share things with you to make things easier so you're going to need a pen paper and five minutes of your time you're going to write down a specific pain ache or worry in the middle of a page and then you're going to write down brainstorm all the possible things could be all the probable outcomes you know there could be side effects uh complications from treatments whatever that might be brainstorm it right it's just uh whatever you think it could be you know this is not a scientific thing you're just trying to work through it for yourself and then assign a likelihood as a percentage for each one just spend 30 seconds on each one to work through it and understand what is it likely to be as a percentage please hit pause right now in this video and do this please do this my friend for yourself hopefully you've done it hopefully you've gone through the outcome map and hopefully it's it, it's going to help you to kind of look at it in a different way and just be able to look at it from the outside looking in to understand and decide well what's the one thing that you can do about it today is it to go see a specialist is it you know talk to your partner what is the one thing you can do about it today? And if you are doing something about it today, well, guess what? You're in control. You're in charge. And you're the person who is dealing with it. Because let's be honest, cancer is a lonely place. There's times when you feel like nobody gets you. And, and that's a natural way to be, right? We're all like that. Even though there are millions and millions of us people who have gone through cancer, been touched by cancer but when you're there you feel so alone right and that's where we want to get the support of people on your side your friends your family people you work with we want to eliminate guesswork we want to eliminate misunderstanding and we want to eliminate excuses right we want to, we want to stop people from saying well i didn't know what you wanted because the reality is my friend that most people in your life they want to help you they want to help you in a meaningful way, but they don't really know how. So it's up to us to really guide them, so to be explicit and direct about what's going on and how they can help you in a way that is meaningful for you. And, you know, I think when we talk about support, we kind of sometimes think about big gestures, about, you know, teary-eyed confessions and all of this drama but the reality is it's all about just being open when they ask you what's going on you know because when people who truly care for you they're going to be grateful for you to open it up because you've just made it so easy for them 
to be there for you, right? And that is the other thing that I've really um, worked out, is that out in the open, your worries lose their grip on you. Because it kind of feels like the more you talk about it, the more it's going to get to you, the more it's going to affect you. But I found that, you know, whenever people would start to ask me, hey, how are you going? Instead of saying I'm fine, I would say things like, hey, you know what, I've got this scan coming up next week. And to be honest, I'm freaking out because I'm afraid that, you know, this whole treatment hasn't worked and that's going to change my life in a huge way. You know, and saying something like that to a friend, it just opened things up. It made things easier and all of a sudden they didn't feel any pressure to go, well, is this the right thing to ask or is this the right thing to say? It just made it easier for me because I could just say whatever's on my mind and made easier things easier for them because they knew what's going on with me. And all of a sudden, you're just having an authentic conversation with people that you care about, people that care about you. So out in the open, your worries lose their grip on you. And you feel like it's just um, it's just a weight off your shoulders. That's all it is, man. The other thing we talk about in the book is the three support pillars. We talk about how to get more freedom and joy. I give you specific strategies for each one. How to deal with stress and tension and worry and getting that out of your body. And really how to find the time for things that truly matter to you so that you feel fulfilled, so that you feel that your life is more meaningful than ever. Because one thing that I've realized and that both you and me now have definitive proof of, my friend, is that when cancer hits home, that any day it can be taken away. That we only get to live this life once. You know, and I know things are hard for you right now. But the reality is this is the only life that we are given. And we got to live it in the best possible way. Getting in all the advice that you can. You know, spending it with doing things that you care about. Spending time with people you want to be around. Doing things that you want to do. Because it's all about you and taking the time to enjoy the little things. You know, like the good cup of coffee, like reading a great book, just taking a walk, you know, doing things that you care about because any day it can be taken away with or without cancer. Because our hope is the only thing that is stronger than fear. That is the only thing that we can do. We can hope for the best and do what is within our control to stay on top of things. I want to thank you, my friend, for watching this. I want to thank you for taking the time to you know, watch this video, go through this book too. I really wanted to give you, not only just tell you what the book's about, but I really wanted to give you some actionable tools that you can apply in your life right away. Tools that can really just help you to deal with things in a way that really helps you, in a way that makes things easier for you. So I want to I want to thank you for watching this. I want you to thank you for taking the time. I want you I want to uh, want you to go to simplifycancerbook.com to check out what it's about. I'm giving you two free tools with the book. I'm going to give you uh the free 
audiobook, which I think is going to be really great for you if you like listening to radio or podcasts. You can listen to it if you're on the go or if you're not feeling well. Because I know that during treatment, I often felt like just listening to a, a podcast or an audiobook, I think it can really serve you. And also, I've got the Simplify Cancer video course. So if you're a visual person like me, you know, it can really help you because, you know, you can just watch it. You don't really have to concentrate and read it. It's there. I'm walking you through all of these steps, all of the strategies, all of these things you can apply in your life immediately right now. So I hope this can really help you. I wanted to create an experience that's going to make things easier for you. That I can share with uh, my advice and make it easy for you to implement. Because to me, it's it's. It, I don't want to just talk about you know uh, abstract things or anything that's motivational. I wanted to give you the specific things that you can apply and make your life easier just a little bit. I hope it's helped you. Once again, thank you so much for watching. This is Joe Bakmutsky here to help you simplify cancer. I'll see you soon. Hey, this is Joe Bakmutsky, and thanks so much for listening. Listen, I just want to take a moment to really thank you for your time, because I know that it's precious, but also I want to congratulate you. I really want to congratulate you on listening to this podcast, because as we both know, cancer is incredibly hard to deal with, and you don't want to go it alone. And you want all the support and all the advice that you can get to, to stay on top of it, to stay on top of your worries during cancer. So I, I want to tell you about the tools that I have available on my website on simplifycancer.com that can really help you. So all of these tools are available under the tools menu on simplifycancer.com. So tool number one, that's the first visit oncologist checklist. So if the word oncologist bothers you, like I, I know it really freaked me out. If you are worried about your first appointment, as, as again, as we all are, then this can really help you with some key questions that you want to ask. The key thing, of course, is having a list like this means that you won't forget something important, which is easy enough to do when, when you've got a million things going through your head. Plus, it's a handy PDF, so it's easy to print and write down all the answers so you don't forget. So then there is the outcome map. Like this is a really simple but really powerful tool that I have developed to help you deal with worries about something specific, something that's bothering you right now. So maybe you're waiting for your test results and your mind's off running in a million different directions. Or maybe you've got an ache or pain and you don't know what it is. Like, is it cancer? Is that a side effect from treatment? Or maybe is that something else altogether? So it will kind of help you to put it all together so you can, you can get a bird's eye view and decide how to best deal with it. Number three is mastering your emotions during cancer. Now, this is a walk through all the stages that you go through as a patient and as a caregiver through anger and through guilt and fear and how you can address your needs, your emotional needs on every level during cancer. Like it came about after many discussions that I had with my friend and my colleague. Her name is Jill. Her husband had prostate cancer, so uh, so he, she has this kind of caregiver's perspective. And we both like talked about how there are so many times um, when you go through cancer, when you kind of just feel alone and you're struggling. You're on this roller coaster of emotions, and it's kind of 
full on and it's hard to deal with. So there, there's an audio version that comes along with it and there's a link to download the MP3 if that's what you want or you can just listen to it online and, you know, and just uh, listen along with the PDF. So another one is Testicular Cancer Support Kit. This has a one-page summary of what the testicular cancer journey looks like that you can check out for yourself or share with your family or friends. Like it's got a helicopter view of all the symptoms and treatments and who's involved and what happens when. And it's really great one kind of page view of like what happens during testicular cancer. Plus, the kit also includes like ready-to-go email templates for your family, friends, and your workmates. So you can kind of share what's what's happened. Maybe you want to break the news on cancer and you can, don't want to think about and wreck your brain on what to write. So you can just copy and paste. You can tweak it a little bit so to suit your personality and you're good to go. And I've also done the same thing for prostate cancer. So check out the prostate cancer support kit. Again, it's showing all the treatment options and stages on one page. So you can walk someone through it like someone from your family or a friend. And they know what to expect and how it all happens. And of course, when you sign up for any of my tools, we just talked about you also get an email from me when, when there's a new episode that's kind of relevant to you right now and other news from the world of simplified cancer and listen i'm, I'm going to keep on asking you about how i'm doing here i mean are you getting what, what you're looking for was there something in particular that that really made sense to you or is there a question that you want to ask or maybe there's there's just something that you you want to get off your chest like please i need to know just reply to any of my emails or send me an email right now. My email is joe at simplifycancer.com. So that's J-O-E at simplifycancer.com. And send me an email whenever you've got anything on your mind. So again, I want to thank you for listening. Till next time. 